back at it again. Welcome back to Headlight Headlines, your daily automotive news podcast. My name is Clayton, your host, and I'm super excited to get into the news today. But before we get started, make sure to follow us on Twitter at HLightHLines, where we post an update once every episode goes live. Also, check us out on YouTube. Our channel is Headlight Headlines, and you can always find a video version of this podcast there. Not really a ton of news today, to be completely honest. Had to scour the internet for these articles, but I've got just a few of them for us to go over today. And we are starting it off with an interesting article from Mercedes. And Mercedes is saying they want to end accidents involving their cars by 2050. Which, obviously, that would be great if that could happen. Accidents aren't good. Um, and any way that those can be removed would be great. So they're calling this missions Vision Zero, and they plan includes greatly reducing death and serious injuries in car accidents by the year 2030. And they are wanting to do this with a combination of autonomous vehicles and improved infrastructure. Um, so. They hope to reduce the number of people who are killed or seriously injured in car accidents, which is a great thing to want to do. Obviously, this is going to be a little bit of a difficult task to do because there's so much that goes into that. Um, But they said they've said they've been evaluating real world accidents since 1969 and will continue to do so. and they can work on that to combat accidents by learning about how they could have been present, prevented. So I think it's a really cool initiative that they're taking. And I think it can have anything that they do to try to fix this, I think will have a positive impact. I don't think there's a way to completely eliminate accidents from occurring because they are accidents. Um. But I think if they can reduce it in any way, it would be very helpful. And I'd be interested to see if any other automakers would like to work on this with Mercedes or have their own kind of same goal like this and try to do something similar within their research and their new vehicles that they're producing. I think it's pretty, pretty interesting initiative that they're wanting to take. But I definitely think it can be worth it in the long run. And then next up, this one's nothing too crazy. I think it's kind of funny, honestly. So we have talked about this new Dodge Charger Daytona SRT, the electric vehicle that Dodge is going to be releasing in the next couple of years as their first like muscle car EV. Um, and apparently it's been spotted in the new Fast and Furious Fast X for the 10th Fast 10, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's been seen at the filming for that movie. So it's going to be in the movie. I think that's really cool. Obviously, Fast and Furious is going to try to milk as much money as they can off of people. So by including the EVs in that film, they can reach a new audience they can 
I don't know, expand into the future. It'll, it'll allow them to do more if they decide to make more movies. So, I think it's really cool. Um, whether or not you like this vehicle, it'll be out, and it'll be a part of the car scene here soon, in just a few years. So, here's a picture of it. It actually looks quite interesting in, like, the actual pictures of it. I mean, you can't see anything because it's so dark. But I think the first picture was the best right here. You can see the body lines, and you can see how the front grille is with the lighting and all that. It looks cool. But definitely not for me, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were filming in L.A., and... Somebody snapped some pictures of it. We're interested to see how they replicate the bizarre exhaust note. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they'll have it, to be honest. We'll see. I'm interested to see what they do with this car in the movie. Might have to check it out once that releases, whenever that does. And then next up, we have two vehicles that are not available in the US which kind of sucks but I think there's a reason we should look at both of them so this first one is the Hyundai Azera which we used to have in the United States um, it was also known as the Hyundai Grandeur but in the US we killed off the Azera in 2017 but now this is the new one which is dipping its toes into the luxury segment of automotive. I think this is a very interesting looking car because I feel like the the back end and the front end both look super Hyundai. Like the back looks like Hyundai right now what they're doing with like the Elantra and stuff. Front looks like Hyundai something, I don't know, but it looks like Hyundai. The middle is very weird. Like, it's kind of like a small version of that Cadillac Celestic that we've been looking at. But obviously not as fancy and not $300,000. But it definitely looks smaller. The middle part? The middle part just doesn't really match the ends. And this angle of where the roof slopes down to, like, the trunk lid and stuff just looks very odd. I don't know why. I guess it's where this line coming up merges with this line coming down. It looks odd to me. Um, here's a picture of the old first-gen Grandeur with its centralized bulge and squared-off fender line. Um, interior looks beautiful on this. I love how this has these lines right here kind of fading away. Away from the screen. Cool. Steering wheel looks pretty cool. Looks like it should be a truck steering wheel though. I'm not sure why it's so like blocky. Looks like it would be on the F-150 or something. Um, obviously digital gauges, infotainment, and then it has another like accessory screen is what I'm going to call it down here for like climate control and other like settings like that. Seat adjustments. I think it's cool. Um, see here those colors look white. Here they look blue so maybe they can change there. 
four light LED indicator on the steering wheel. Not sure what that's about, but okay. Um, oh, it's for drive modes. Kind of odd. And then you can see the headlights here look pretty crazy. Um, really nice. Side profile looks good. Like I, I want to like it. Uh, they're not sure what it's going to come with. They're thinking either a 2.5 liter turbo four-cylinder or 3.5 twin turbo V6. That would be cool. Or an all-electric version like the G80. They have a gas and an electric version. So who knows? I think it's a really cool car, but a really odd car. Because it, I think the overall, the overall outline of the car, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. The overall footprint of the car, I guess, is nice. The back is just so odd to me. I feel like if the back was like not curvy in the same way, and a little more blocky, it would be really cool. I don't know. We'll see. We're not getting it in America, so it doesn't really matter. But we could have had it if we didn't kill it off five years ago. So, I think it's pretty cool. And next up, we have the Toyota RAV4 GR Sport. Very interesting that they are making this because the GR branding has been associated with a few cars and none like this. So GR Gazoo Racing is what it stands for. It is Toyota's performance division um, and they have a few cars under this. They have the GR86 which is the new generation of the old Toyota 86 and Asylum FRS BRZ all that. They have the GR Supra which is the Supra, obviously. It's a performance car. And then they're also having the GR Corolla, which is the performance version of the Corolla. So it's interesting they're putting on this. It's not performance in the same way. I think that it's... People are saying that it doesn't deserve this GR treatment. I think it almost does. And I'll tell you why. So this GR RAV4... G RAV4 GR Sport is what it's called. Um, it comes in hybrid and plug-in hybrid, which is interesting, but it's cool. But it's kind of an off-road GR, if that makes sense. It's the performance is not racing, it's off-road. So it has stiffer sh springs and shock absorber settings to give it a better handling boost and more engaging drive experience. So they're making it more off-road capable, not just like fast in a straight line. Obviously it'll have some design goodies like GR on the seats here, GR badging, but it's not it's not the same of what we're used to here in the United States. They're saying here that in Europe and Asia, they have GR Sport on the Land Cruiser and a lot of other versions of its vehicles. So, I think in America, we're just ha they only give us certain ones, like the performance ones. 
while there are some others that have upgrades like this for off-roading or other things like on the Land Cruiser has off-roading upgrades probably the Forerunner might have something similar so I think it's a good move I do think they should have done more maybe given it some more all-terrain tires maybe given it some other like like maybe like a skid plate or something like that to make it more off-roady but I think it's a good start and maybe they can add some more stuff in the future to it but that is gonna be it for the news today uh, let me know what you think about anything in this vehicle hit me up on Twitter at hlightHlines and check us out on YouTube for a video version of the podcast our channel is Headlight Headlines make sure you subscribe while you're there and leave a like on our videos It'll be much appreciated. And with that being said, I will see you all in the next episode. Have a great day and make it a safe one. See you all later.